Hello everybody, I'm Ben Schluter and welcome to another episode of the Goal to Go Kickoff Show. Oh boy, things have gone very well for the Saints this week, haven't they? Especially today. Oh god, things are bad. Things are very bad for this upcoming game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because Sean Payton will not be coaching. So that's a thing that happened today. Uh, Sean Payton has officially tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he was the first coach to test positive for COVID-19 all the way back in March of 2020. Yeah, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, he is out for the next 10 days because he was symptomatic. That's the thing. It's, he's fully vaccinated, but he's symptomatic. So he's out for the next 10 days, which means he'd be cutting it close, but he could return for the Saints' next game, which is a Monday nighter against the Dolphins, but he will not be head coach this week. That job will go over to Dennis Allen, who has some head coaching experience. Uh, I've mentioned it before, but he used to be the head coach of the Raiders, which that didn't end well. I mean, he's expected to be uh, one of the top head coaching candidates in the upcoming offseason. And yeah, so he's going to act as head coach, which really only means that he's going to be you know, responsible for when they challenge and whether they go for it on fourth down, whether they go for two, etc., etc. But other than that, his job uh, is still going to be defensive coordinator. Uh, Pete Carna uh, Carmichael is going to step in. He's going to call the plays. He's been our offensive coordinator since 2006, so he knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, Saints are still going to execute their game plan, at least they'll hope to, against the Bucks defense that is going to probably do some stuff to them because here is the Saints injury list. We got three guys out and two of them are tackles. Yep, Ramchick and Armstead are both out so we are once again without both of our starting tackles. Somehow Armstead got injured against the Jets. I wonder if that has anything to do with their really stupid bad turf. Fix it. Oh, I get that you have to change it and all but you could get better. You could get so much better. You guys have a problem with injuries there in New Jersey. I'm talking about the stadium. I'm not talking about the Jets. Because the Jets and the Giants both use the same stadium. Get a better turf. It's seriously bad. Just, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. There's one other player that's going to be out. That's Garrett Griffin, tight end. He's out with a hamstring injury. Because if there's anything we needed, it's to have more injuries at the tight end position. Great. One thing to note. Mark Ingram is back. So he was activated off the COVID list. That's pretty good. Um, hooray for that. We have another running back. So that Kamara doesn't have to carry the ball a lot. We also have two other guys who are listed <coughs> as questionable. Excuse me for that little mini cough. Anyway, um, so yeah. And by the way, Garrett Griffin dealing with a hamstring injury. There are two questionable players for the Saints. Linebacker Caden Ellis, he's got a hamstring injury. Didn't practice all week. And then we have wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey. He's also got a hamstring injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He was limited uh, Thursday and Friday. And then there are a bunch of other guys who were on the injury report. However, they are not listed with any game status and so are good to go. Starting with Pete Werner. He's got an elbow injury. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. He was full practice Friday. You have CJ Gardner-Johnson. He was dealing with a toe injury, limited on Wednesday, but full on Thursday and Friday. Then you have defensive end Marcus Davenport. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, but is apparently good to go for Sunday night. And then Taysom Hill, of course, it's that mallet finger, uh, but he's been full practice all week. As for the Buccaneers, 
Buccaneers got a bunch of guys. Only one is listed as out. Uh, that is Jamel Dean. He's a cornerback. He's dealing with an illness and hasn't practiced all week. Also doubtful is Richard Sherman. He's got an Achilles injury. He didn't practice all week, so it's highly unlikely he plays, but he could. There are three questionable players for the Bucks. Leonard Fournette, questionable with an ankle injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, and he was limited on Friday. You have questionable Jordan Whitehead, safety, dealing with a calf injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, though full practice on Friday. And then questionable is Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety. He's dealing with a foot injury, didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, and was limited on Friday. Now, there were three players who were listed on the injury report for non-injury related reasons. They're just resting, basically. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Ndamukong Sue. So, they're all fine. Um, two other guys that are without a game status, but still had actual injuries. Outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul with a shoulder injury was full practice on Wednesday, full practice on Thursday. Did not practice, though, on Friday. And then... Hunter Bradley Pinion, he's dealing with a right hip injury, but he was full practice all three days, so he is good to go. And that is the end of the injury report for this game on Sunday night. So, let's talk about it. Saints are going into a hostile environment in Tampa um, without our starting tackles or our head coach, because of course we get to have all the fun things, and we are not, we are very large underdogs. We were seven-point underdogs when we beat them. Uh, we're now 11-point underdogs, last I checked, and that probably is only going up because we don't have Sean Payton and the two tackles, who are really big. Like, I'm just saying. Kind of important to have your tackles when you're going up against the best run defense in the NFL, and you like to run the ball a lot because it's the cornerstone of your offense. Like, I'm just saying. Uh, the last time we played the Buccaneers, we didn't have Taysom Hill. Now we do. Hopefully that won't be a liability, considering what he did against the Jets on that one play where the ball slipped out of his hands and it was second and 31. Um, because the Bucs will punish us for that. The Bucs are a punishing team. They will punish you if you cannot get the ball to your guys. Now, one thing you can do to beat the Bucs, and we've learned this the easy way, uh, is short passes. If you use the underneath passing game, for some reason, that seems to break the Bucks. I don't know what it is, but if you can get underneath passes, um, it, one, avoids their pass rush, which is kind of the most important thing they have. Number two, it uh, allows you to get in space, which is pretty cool. And uh, number three, I don't really know what number three is. Now, it doesn't help for us not to have Deontay Harris. He's our best you know, offensive weapon that isn't named Alvin Kamara. Because, of course, if you didn't know, Deontay Harris suspended. He will be able to return in Week 17, which will probably be meaningless, but who knows? We could be fighting for a playoff spot because the NFC is so weird this year, and that seven seed is always is just making it so that, oh yeah, there might be a chance, and we're like, okay, maybe if we win, but we'd have to win. I will say this. I don't think that that 11-point spread is very kind to us, though I also think that with the way our current situation is looking, maybe it'll be bad. Because the thing is with us, we've beaten the Bucks the last 
three times we've played them in the regular season. Yes, you have that playoff game, but still. The last time we played them, we had to use Trevor Simeon to beat them. And we did. Because what did we do? Well, and by the way, I will say this. The Bucs didn't have Rob Gronkowski. He is the biggest X factor for the Buccaneers in this game. Um, because he's nearly impossible to cover. No one's ever covered him. I don't know who you put on him. Also, we couldn't cover Mike Evans. Like, Lattimore got beat. And Lattimore does not get beat by Mike Evans. And I think Lattimore is going to have, like, a big old-fashioned, okay, so that's not happening again thing. But Mike Evans is also like, bro, I'm going to win this battle. And we'll see where it goes. Um, Having C.J. Garner-Johnson is really important because pass rush thingies. Uh, No, seriously, like, he's important to the pass rush. If he could cover better, that'd be nice. He doesn't do a great job of covering. His, he's better in just... And I say better in pass rush because when he blitzes, it's it's bad for other teams. They find it hard to cover. Uh, another guy that blitzes really well for us, actually, all of our safeties blitz pretty well. Like, uh, PJ Williams on a safety blitz, please try covering him. You didn't? That was your mistake. Malcolm Jenkins, he's been known to do this his entire career by now. Like, that's kind of one of his best jobs is just blitz. And that's the thing. So, I'm going to say this. I think the Saints have a better chance of winning this than people are giving them credit for. That being said, people are giving them about a 0% chance to win this, and I'm giving them about a 5% chance to win this. So, really not that much. I still have the Bucks winning this game. But I have it in my mind where it's like, we still have a game plan on defense that's like, we could do it. Like, on defense, if the defense can keep us in this game, we can win it. If the defense can't keep us in this game, we can't win it. And the way the defense has to keep us in this game is through constantly getting good pressure on Tom Brady without having to blitz. And this is a key for every defense. If you can get pressure without blitzing, you have a good defense. You have at least a good front. Um... Because you're not resorting to having to bring more guys. No, you just got your guys. And again, we're going up against the Bucks team that has Tristan Wirfs and has like one of the best offensive lines in football. So that's really difficult. And the good news is we have Marcus Davenport, and he's the best pressure guy we have. Cam Jordan is back after a week off because of COVID. And um, if there's one thing Cam Jordan wants to do, it's take Tom Brady and drive him into the ground legally. He doesn't want to get flagged, but he wants to drive him into the ground. You know, because that's a thing. This team can bring pressure against the Bucks, and it's shown it in the past. It can mix up and mess with a lot of thing the a lot of things the Bucks are doing. Dennis Allen seems to have this weird thing where it's like, okay, what can I do to ruin the Bucks? And then he just does it. And again, these are Buck and and I will say this, the only times we've played the Bucs in the regular season, the Bucs were not as good as they were now. This is the best Bucs team we will probably have ever played in the regular season. And I'm talking in the history of the Saints franchise. I'm serious with that. Like, this is the best time we've ever, like, the best Bucs team I think that they've ever had against us. Even the one that won the Super Bowl in 2002. Because when they played us uh, later in the season... 
and I'm talking regular season, not the playoff team, um, they just weren't fully healthy, they weren't fully there yet, and they hadn't fully gelled as a team yet. Now it's deep in the season. Tom Brady and all of his receivers are on the same page. He's got Rob Gronkowski. They're on fire. If the Saints are going to beat them, they're going to need to get some help. If only Tom Brady didn't have a penchant for throwing picks to Saints uh, defensive backs. I'm just saying. He keeps on doing it, and it's really weird. And he's at home. And it's, again, he's got all of these things that work well for him. And still, somehow, we managed to get to him. I don't know what it is. But this happens a lot. I think, and again, the sample size is three whole games in the regular season and four whole games, if you want to include the playoffs, where Brady didn't play that great. He didn't play terribly, but he didn't play, like, superhuman. We made him mortal. Like, he had a good game, but we turned the ball over four times. When he had to actually go on long drives, it was tough. He couldn't do it as easily. That's not a knock on him. Hey, we have a good defense. And it played well. And he struggled against it. It's not bad to struggle against good defenses. Um, I don't know. It's just this weird thing. And I say this because this has happened from me watching football, where I sometimes see it like, Wait, why is this your kryptonite? The Saints are not Brady's kryptonite, although Brady's had some bad games against the Saints. Uh, 2009 would be the best example, although that was also the entirety of the Patriots' defense just getting shredded. The 9 Saints-Patriots Monday Night Football game was the biggest beatdown that Bill Belichick's ever been given in the sense that his defense was just, you know, destroyed. Like, when, I think it was uh, Devery Henderson was, or Marcus Colston got stupidly wide open, that was a point where Bill Belichick realized, oh, we can't stop this at all. And you see that sometimes, where there are just those weird, weird old struggles. I always go back to the Rams versus the Seahawks. The fact that the Rams, before the Rams had Jared Goff and were good, would still randomly beat the Seahawks for no reason. It's like, how are you beating them? We have no idea about magic powers. Like, just magical powers. Um, you have that. You have, well, obviously, Brady versus the Bills for the longest time. Brady against the Dolphins in Miami, and how Miami's randomly had his number there. Like, that's just not a normal thing. I don't remember if the Dolphins and the Buccaneers play each other in Miami or not, but I know they have to play each other because we have to play them, and it's a divisional thing. Still, not important. What is important is just that who knows what's going to happen. I don't believe that the 11-point spread is favorable. I think that the Saints can, in fact, keep it close, and I think maybe within single digits, probably not going to win this game, but Dennis Allen is going to have a game plan. The Saints just have to execute it. Carmichael and Sean Payton work together to make a game plan, and they're going to have to execute it. The special teams, they got to execute their game plan. I mean, you always forget about that third phase, but if Blake Gillikin goes out there, murders footballs, and we start the Bucks at the four-yard line on, like, two drives, uh, we can probably get some help there. Because even that's important. 
Also, the Bucks special teams may or may not have had some interesting moments against us. Sorry, I'm just remembering the first game from the 2020 season when that was the most hilarious accidental onside if it was even an onside kick in history. Doink. Boom. Ha. But yeah, uh, that's really going to do it for this. I think that this will be an interesting Sunday night football game. I think that there's, there is good potential for this to just be a runaway blowout. There is that potential. But this is the NFC South. And just, we have randomly good games for no reason. This happens all the time. Look at Bucks falcons earlier, where the Falcons this year just were like, what if we kept this game close for no reason? And then the Bucks pulled away in the fourth quarter, but that doesn't matter. Um, and that's it's totally possible for what could happen here. There's just one thing I gotta mention to everyone out there. Do not doubt the random power and ability of a Sean Payton coached Saints team, even if Sean Payton isn't there, to randomly beat the Bucks in fashions that they definitely shouldn't have. Because the last time Sean Payton did not coach the Saints against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we shut him out. Yes, that was 2012, but we had the worst defense in history, and we shut them out. We sh- I, I don't care how long ago that was. We shut them out with the worst defense in the history of the NFL. Weird things happen when the Saints play the box. So don't come into this game expecting your standard everyday blowout. Because if the last few times I've taught you anything, it's that that's the farthest thing from what you should expect. Not the farthest thing from what's going to happen, but from what you should expect. Well, I say that, we did it to them the last time we played in that stupid stadium. Fire your stupid cannons once on a cowardly field goal, you dumb little shits. Sorry, I'm really hating on the Bucks this week, um, and that's only because I want to beat them so badly. They injured my quarterback. Devin White injured my quarterback. I want them to pay by losing again. They lost the first time, but that was one thing, okay? James Winston started that game. He needed to get his revenge, and he, you know, just used voodoo magic and gave it to Trevor Simeon, and boom. But now James Winston doesn't have that. Now Taysom Hill has to do it. And let me just say this. The Buccaneers have made the playoffs and been swept by the Saints since joining the NFC South two times. The only two times that's ever happened were in 2002 and in 2020. Notice a little pattern there? Both of those times, the Bucs ended up winning the Super Bowl. So Bucs, you got to think about this. The only way you can win the Super Bowl is to get swept by the New Orleans Saints. I know we haven't hit the scientific burden of proof yet, but the scientific burden of proof is three. So if you get swept, you can reach the scientific burden of proof. So uh, maybe you want to lay down and die a little bit? Maybe, maybe you want to lose the game a little bit? You, you want to get kicked in the pants? You, you, you want to see Tom Brady go on the ground five times? Because that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Tom Brady injured, by the way. Just saying. I don't want to see Tom Brady injured. I'm not that kind of fan. That'd be terrible. But if Tom Brady needs to take a little bit of a rest because he gets the wind knocked out of him, wouldn't hurt. Because you know, hey... It's fine. He'll be he'll be okay. I mean, he's got that TB12 regimen. He's 
you know, he's probably going to be playing until he's 65 or something. Need a little bit of the wind knocked out of him. Need to show the Bucks, look, we can come here to lay down and die. That's what I want to see out of the Saints, by the way. I want to see a fight. If we lose the game, it's fine. But I want to see us fight like hell. Because if we fight like hell, we nearly beat the Bucks. We can show a lot of people that, hey, what do you think we are? Did you think we went away? No, we just had injuries. And that's what's going to do it. Uh, I really want to see the Saints win this game just, just for so many reasons. Not just because it's a divisional game and because we need it to make the playoffs. Because I also want to make the playoffs because, you know, even though this team's really terrible to watch, um, if we make the playoffs and win a playoff game, uh, that'd be fun. I'm sorry, I just want to ruin someone's season. I, I have that evil, like, I've had my season ruined too many times. I want to ruin someone else's season. I want to be the first, hey, if we got to be the seven seed, I want to be the first seven seed to ever win an NFL playoff game. That's how I'm going to clo- uh, close this out. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I know this got a little bit rambly at the end, but what did you expect? Um, if you did, why not share it with some other people you know? If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. Um, here's how things are going to be going over the next few days. So, on Sunday, I will probably have a basketball ball cap out about LSU's uh, game against Louisiana Tech. That game's being played in Bossier City. Uh, and then on Monday, obviously we're going to have an episode of the two-point conversion now. Recapping that Saints-Bucks game. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if anything else happens. I know there will be a Goal to Go episode on Thursday, a kickoff show on Friday. But, yeah. So, that'll conclude this episode of the Goal to Go kickoff show. I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. And until next time, bye-bye.